0: Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N 29.com.
1: You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. We're live, pal.
0: Hey, we're live, pal. And I am very excited to, Casey, before we start introductions, do you know what that reference is from?
1: Uh, I I think it's some some fake wrestling stuff
0: Some fake wrestling stuff But I am excited To have to to introduce our guest Because I've been saying we're live pal Since the day I started Took over the A-Side live chat I remember I was saying we're live pal During the MMA hour days Alex I assume you don't know what that reference is from Correct? So I am excited To have someone that knows that reference. I, When I took over the A-Side live chat, we were going to have multiple uh, journalists. I made a list of journal journalists in general that I would like to have on at some point. I've gone through most of them. There's still a few left, but I'm excited to knock off another one today. Uh, Sean Ross Sap of the Fightful Editor is joining us for a special Friday edition of the A-Side. Uh, I am very excited to have him on. So Sean, I am excited to have another one. a a fellow wrestling fan that knows that reference. Should we smarten them up? Should we tell them or should they have to figure it out on their own? I think the honor is yours, sir, because I'm sure a lot of people that are tuning into this follow your work on the professional wrestling journalist scene. So uh, you can, uh, you can enlighten the audiences.
2: Sure. Obviously I'm a little deeper into pro wrestling coverage, but it's, it's one of those things that you really have to see to understand. And you got to have the context of knowing who psycho Sid is. He is a guy who literally (laughs) blamed missing a booking in Cleveland on the Donald Trump travel ban. He acted like he couldn't fly two states away <laughs> because of that. <laughs> he is known for quitting wrestling like every summer so he could go play softball. But he he tried to – he was doing an interview with Jim
0: Ross on TV. Yeah. It was a promo. It wasn't even it was, an interview.
2: It was a promo, and he messed it up, and he's like, oh, well, let's do that over. And Jim Ross goes, uh, we're live, pal. <laughs> and – this, this this is also the, the guy that said, I, I'm twice the man that you are with half the brains that you have. And he, he obviously mixed that up a little bit. Sure. Or did
0: he? Or did he? Uh, I like to give him the benefit of the doubt. But for those of you wondering, like, why would he not know we're live? This was, that was the early days of when Raw, WWE went from taped to, quote, raw footage. Uh, live footage. So uh, what he thought was a taped promo was live on the air. So he was reciting <laughs> lines messed up and asked to restart out of character. So for all of you who are wondering why I keep saying we're live, pal, at the beginning, <laughs> there you go. But of course, uh, joining us this week is my no- normal uh, co-host, Alex Savis and the producer, Casey Lydon. How are you guys on this special Friday? <laughs>
3: can't complain the trimming palm trees outside my window which is something i never thought i would Oop. say <laughs> so all's I'm good a
2: little, a little jealous about that a little jealous about that <laughs> hey
3: i used to live in chicago so i'm a midwesterner at heart here.
0: city of just soup just moved
3: out to city, city of, of soup.
0: soup there you go we'll anyway, <laughs> explain that casey. reference one day <laughs> casey what's what's life like in your part of the world uh stupid yeah okay <laughs> Typical. I'm, here. I'm, here, anyway, I'm here i'm here i'm here anyway got a clean shirt on w-
1: pants I'm good.
0: There you go. I'm sure you guys are wondering why we're doing a Friday edition. Normally, I'm usually in Las Vegas for the fight cards, but I didn't go this week. Hopefully, I can go next week. So, we decided to make it up to you guys and do a special Friday edition. Sean was, what, like less than 24 hours' notice? I was like, I was scrambling to find a guest. I was like, you know what? I, Sean is a professional. He's done a million interviews. Maybe he'll want to do it. And lo and behold, not only did he want to do it, I gave him a very broad window of whenever the weigh-ins were over, and he goes, I'll be ready whenever. So a true professional, and the professional wrestling world is still batting a 1,000 on showing up on time. We've had gentlemen Jack Gallagher and Big E Langston and uh, Brody okay. Lee uh, of AEW fame all show up on time, so Professional wrestling while still batting a thousand. Uh, well, I
2: just want to say I'm, I'm way better. I'm more charismatic than Big yeah. E. I'm a better wrestler in the ring. I know more about MMA. So you're definitely getting a step up here.
0: Well, Jack Gallagher has also had a, a lot of MMA actual experience.
2: Well, oh, so you, you know what? Have- I placed third in a regional submission wrestling tournament. So uh, sorry, Jack. I don't. I don't care about your wrestling? amateur
0: MMA fights. <laughs> is this catch? Was it catch wrestling? Yeah, it was. Oh, Casey. Well, I'm sure Casey's going to oh. want to talk about that at some point. Uh, he is. That is his bread and butter well, right there.
2: About, my I trainers was... are uh, my trainers are Billy Robinson proteges. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, I, tra- I trained with uh, a uh, Eric Paulson. Uh, prot- nice, a nice. Well, I'm sure I, I, I did d- geek d- out this d- week <laughs> on WWE TV
2: when Timothy Thatcher. I just saw that today. I,
1: I was so excited. Right? <laughs>
2: right when he called it a double wristlock, yeah. Of no, a I, was, I was about to say double wrist lock, too, because <laughs> because the one time I got to go train with Billy Robinson, he's like, "You only call it a kimura if kimura is doing it," and I was like, "All right, cool." That's hilarious. <laughs> I just, well,
1: anyway, and I've, se- I've seen Timothy Thatcher wrestle probably, I don't know. At least I feel like. Ten, a dozen times for, for pwg but i've never actually heard his voice it was it was kind of threw me off because he's yeah. kind of oh I yeah that i think, I think that's voice. the first time i've ever heard his voice and i've been covering his work for for years yeah i, I realized i've never other than him just yelling i've never actually heard him talk so that's just i was like whoa all right well, moral of the
0: story is alex you're gonna have to come to bola now that you live in los angeles you're yeah. gonna have
1: to come at least one
0: day <sighs> You're going to have to come. All of the MMA fighting crew goes that lives on the West Coast, even some of the old MMA crew goes. And it's one night, and you can roll your eyes the entire time. We should experience it at least once. I don't even Uh, know what it is. It is I
2: a, promise, even even if you think pro wrestling is ridiculous, you're probably going to enjoy at least one night of bowl.
3: Well, Bola. everything that whenever whenever you go to anything live, it's right. more fun, right? Your kids yeah, have a good time. This
0: is on another level. Like even if you hate live professional wrestling, Bull is basically like you're going to a punk show that's wrestling because the fans are so involved in everything. Uh, it is a it is a true blast. Sean, but anyway, Sean, you,
1: you never got to go to Receda. Never. Uh, My brother lived there. My brother lived there, and I was
2: always going to use that as an excuse to go visit him. Like, oh, you know, I just happened to be in town, like, the last week of August. Uh, I'm going to go see my brother and go to Bola, but it never happened.
1: Yeah, I was—I'm It's. still a little heartbroken. Like, that place was such a shithole. But God, I love it. Oh.
0: The only place in the world I've ever passed out from dehydration was the receipt venue because it was so hot and there was so little, like, access to water or you'd lose your seat <laughs> that I was like, I'm just going to pass out rather than go get water right now. So I did. And I woke up in time for some weird wrestling. But anyway, we're gonna talk about wrestling for hours at this point. Alex is probably like, let's get to Yeah,
3: fighting. I got to head out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but this is, of course, the A-Side live chat. The UFC on ESPN 11 weigh-ins just wrapped up. I'm sure we have a lot to talk about. I'm sure Sean is excited to get a little break from talking wrestling. Talk some yes. fist fighting inside of an octagon. So the you know the drill. You can ask the question in the YouTube comments. Casey's monitoring them. You can go on Twitter or the site. You can ask whatever you want about uh, wrestling, MMA, non-wrestling MMA stuff, and we'll talk about it. So, Casey, without further ado, first question. Do we just become best friends, Sean and Casey? Yeah, probably. Very much so.
2: I mean, I'm I'm not as deep into catch wrestling as I should be, but that is, is my foundation of training. And uh, that's how I learned pro wrestling. Like, before I did pro wrestling matches, I was trained in catch-as-catch-can wrestling because my trainers were like, you need to learn how to work without ropes, without turnbuckles, without anything, in case you don't have them one day. And catch wrestling was the the foundation of that. I think it's I think it's great. Yes.
0: Josh Barnett would be proud. All right. <laughs> all right. It, Let me
1: find some questions. Let me find some questions. Oh, we got we got, got a shout out to
0: Crystal Crew Jessica, longtime commenter. I will tell you a tale about Brian Kelleher and Crystal's later on, Sean. It, it'll it'll <laughs> okay. warm your day. It will <laughs> warm your day. Our listeners know that story too well, so I'll save it for the end.
1: Actually, before we start, um, can we? Is there any um update um anything that they that our fans viewers need to know about the weigh ins that happened today anything special that happened uh, today?
0: I believe Frank Camacho was the only one that missed weight he weighed in right at the end uh, he had missed weight before and our own AK Lee had was monitoring that situation uh, Courtney Casey came in under like I think she was like 123 and a half I'm, I'm going to start with Alex on this one uh, she came in under but needed the hoop and had her hands in the air, unlike Jessica I last week. But then there was some people were like on and on Twitter were like, did she like balance on one foot or did she kind of take pressure off to kind of uh, trick the scale? Because who really needs a hoop if you know you're going to come in like 123 and a half or 124 and a half? So Alex, i will start with you. Uh, what would you make of Courtney Casey coming in uh, under but also needing the hoop?
3: It's iffy. I mean, why even grab the hoop in the first place? If I mean, she could have weighed in without it. And if she was close, then we grabbed the hoop. So, obviously, there was some sort of discrepancy there. But I kind of feel like I want to take an afternoon, get a hoop, get a scale, and <laughs> figure out all these tricks. Like, the elbow, if you stand on one foot, that's not helping. You know, the gravitational pull is still the same. Sure. You're still going to weigh the same on one foot. So, I, I got to figure this out. I want to try to lean in every which way. But I feel like people know something that the rest of us don't know. something something iffy here. But and and I hope somebody had a better angle maybe of the weigh-in show than I was watching.
0: It sounds like a good video project for the LA crew to figure out uh, weigh-in trickery. Because also, be Busters funny. MMA edition. I'm I'm down for that. There you go. There's, is, Bellator, is Bellator coming back, too, from Phil Acoustic Chaos? I heard in the summer. I have not heard an official date. Uh, I know they still want their Featherweight Grand Prix show. Sean, I'll start with you. Uh, obviously, none of us know an exact date when Bellator is coming back, but are you looking forward to the return of Bellator to have some non-UFC fights to talk about?
2: I am, although it will be weird to see them not on Immediately After Cops because I felt like I was <laughs> just as likely to see an MMA prospect on Cops as I was the prelims of a Bellator show. Um, I mean, it's it's Bellator. They're going to they're gonna run a bunch of shows. They're going to find a Pitbull brother to main event, every single one of them, and I'll watch them. I, I don't know if I'm excited, so to speak. I thought that when they really stepped up their roster and signed a lot of people, we would have more significant cards and we wouldn't have some of these – Really thin shows that they had that ran. I found myself I couldn't skip them, but I would have skipped like forty percent of their shows ahead of all this. And they have the talent roster to make it happen. Uh, but if it's business as usual, I probably won't be as excited. But I, I'm excited to see any live combat sports or any live sports at this point. So
0: I'll be there watching. I am re- I am very excited to them to continue their featherweight grand prix uh i was super excited i, I like the, the 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 what did you call it the the, the presentation of like the the drawing know, the game, seating
1: the game show thing. That <laughs>
0: i thought that was amazing yes. that is one of the best things bellator has ever done uh i really our own guillermo and then at uh before pizzi uh moved on to uh other things put together this piece where pedro carvalho interviewed Patricio Pitbull because of course Pedro Cavallo is Portuguese but trains at SPG and the, and Patricio Pitbull is Brazilian so they interviewed each other and the trash talk on display was Truly incredible. It was basically like, uh, like P- Pedro Carvalho was like, uh, first question, Patricio, uh, why do you think you're gonna beat me? And who even like, why, why, why did those thoughts go through your head? And Patricio pitballs. also goes uh, counterpoint. Uh, who even are you? Like that's the kind of trash talking that was on display. Uh, <laughs> so I am beyond excited. I think the the break benefited. Um, what's his name? Uh, AJ McKee, who had the knee injury and almost had to pull out. Uh, I think that the pause in action will give him benefit because I'm very excited to see him fight Darren Caldwell who has a little bad blood between them. Uh, Alex what are your thoughts on Bellator coming back? I know Chris Cyborg wants to fight again. Uh, I think we talked a lot about the featherweight division last week a women's featherweight division. We all agree that the the Bellator has the biggest one so uh, how excited are you for Bellator to pick up?
3: Yeah I mean even speaking just like on the Grand Prix um, I mean we all have fans that are trying to get or fr- friends that are trying to become, you know, MMA fans, and sometimes it can be really hard to follow. And I almost think that, like, pointing people in the direction of like a Bellator Grand Prix to watch is easier because it's way easier to follow who's fighting who, what are the matchups. Log- logically, why are these people fighting each other? Have you ever tried to explain to your friends like how UFC matchups occur? It, you can't, <laughs> it can't be done. So I think you know. It can't um, be done. <laughs> Bellator. I think Bellator should capitalize on that, you know, corner of the market maybe of sort of like more casual um, fans.
0: I know people are really. Uh, I personally want to see Cyborg fight Kazingano so badly. Hmm. Uh, whether that happens right out of the gate is one thing. I know the UFC is probably missing Kazingano right now, but uh, yeah, I'm excited for a lot of. Uh, I know Scott Coker is a big proponent for women's MMA, so I'm excited is, to. Is the rumors see what he has.
1: is Bellator planning to have their events in California? That's, that is an excellent question. I don't honestly know. Yeah, because I, I know CSAC has been talking about, you know, eventually they will have to start going again. And yeah. I, I'm actually, the, I'm most interested in Bellator coming back because I want to see what their version of the no audience mm-hmm. show would look like. You know, now Yeah, because
0: it's not like they have an apex.
1: Yeah. So I'm assuming since they're, you know, associated with Paramount, there's all these sound stages all over L.A. that... Boom! There, you just have it on a sound stage. Ooh. You have the lights set up, and this is a chance for Bellator to uh, actually kind of, kind of reinvent their live show. No, because I don't think we're gonna have live audiences for a while. I think uh, I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna say I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be optimistic and say another year. You know, so they're gonna I'm have curious. roughly the same paid attendance, attendance as <laughs> usual. Ooh, Uh, ooh, <laughs> uh I'm
0: I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there, but yeah, you know. <laughs> I'm curious how This affects their plans with the European series. Uh, I know the That's Bellator be was a holding good. a lot of cards in Dublin and London and Manchester. Like they, they were supposed to have that Dublin, that London card with like they, they are really on the the James Gallagher train, the Michael Venom Page train. There's a the Pedro Carvalho train trains at SBG Ireland. So. If there's a travel ban still for a while, there's going to be a lot of European fighters in Bellator that aren't going to be able to fight soon. So will they have – and of course, Cage Warriors has that partnership uh, or like handshake partnership with the UFC. What's going to happen if the, the Bellator is sitting all these European fighters that can't get to America? Thank you for the question, Phil, by the way. I have not thought about Bellator in a while. I've been on the UFC Same. train. So. <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay, next question. Oh, I lost the question. Where to it go? Boom, mm. This is a simple one.
0: Ali, Emmett versus Burgos predictions. Alex, I'll start with you again. Uh, outside of the main event, I think this is the fight I am most looking forward to, uh, especially on the main card. This fight, absolutely. Someone's going to sleep in this one, I think, but I've said that a million times, and I've been wrong <laughs> almost every single time. So, Alex, what are your thoughts on Emmett versus Burgos?
3: Is Emmett the one who claims that he's he's like kind of a... He's always going for the finish. Is that he was the one who said yeah, that, right? Yeah, he's the one that That's said that.
0: Whether it's the first punch or the last punch, he can knock you out.
3: Yeah, no, but he specifically said it yesterday during media day. And sometimes yeah. we're, we're doing so much that I forget who says what. Um, yeah, I think um, I'm going to go with Burgos then because I don't I don't appreciate that kind of uh, candor.
0: <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, Sean, your thoughts on Emmett Burgos? I'm rocking with Burgos. I
2: mean, Qatar has had some trouble against. Top top level talent like Moicano and Zabit in the past. I don't know if Burgos is there, but that those are the the two that have presented Qatar with the most problems. But then again, uh, y- you look at you look at where they were, or, or sorry, uh, Emmett rather, um, got a little mixed up there. Uh, I I look at Burgos and I'm like, man, I, I think he's emerging and he's he's going to break through in this division. And this is a really good litmus test for him, especially with Emmett coming off the, the Mirsad-Bektik win that looked so good and the Michael Johnson win that looked so good. And this is a guy that I didn't necessarily see this this type of performance out of in his early UFC fights. I remember when he came in a few years ago, he wasn't having the most exciting fights, and, and he, he's really stepped up in that regard over the past year or so. But I think Burgos is going to overwhelm him.
0: Casey, your thoughts?
1: Um. I think it's gonna be a very. I think it'll be a very competitive fight, but I just think Burgos is an overall a better mixed martial arts fighter. Yes. Obviously, Emmett's got that, you know, knock you out the first punch of the fight, knock you out the last punch of the fight, you know, he's got that threat. But um, I just, if they fight ten times, you know, I say Burgos wins seven. So obviously, Emmett's got a chance, but um, going with Burgos. Do
0: you guys remember that fight against Michael Johnson? The Emmett fight. Yeah. There's about one highlight in that entire fight. Well, yeah,
1: fight, um, you know? Emmett was, yeah, Emmett, was Emmett lost the first two rounds, right? And he was He lost like the first two and a half rounds before rounds. he wasn't wasn't, do, wasn't wasn't dominated but it just clearly looked like uh Johnson it was, was the it better was two fight. ten nine. It was
0: just 2-10 yeah. so Michael Johnson was a step ahead and Emmett like put like turned his lights out. Hit the off button. Like Michael Johnson did the uh Michael Bisming like arms stiff at his side, toes curled up in the air. Uh he uh, Emmett also did the same thing to um Ricardo Lamas, was that on? When, I can't remember what fight I mean, Michael
1: Johnson did a Michael Johnson fight, you know, looked yeah. looked like a world beater and an A-level fighter until he wasn't and he, lo- he, lo- he right. lost. That's just like a very right. classic Michael Johnson fight.
0: And then the Jeremy Stevens fight with Josh Emmett, I think there was a headbutt or something in there, so uh, Emmett like broke his face and then he took a year off to recover. Next week, Ma- Mara Romero-Borella welcomes Emmett, miranda maverick to the ufc for those that don't know who miranda is what kind of fighter is she casey anything you want to tell us about either of these fighters
1: um i don't um uh mara or mara Borella, a lot of syllables um <laughs> um yeah we, we've seen her find the ufc uh but miranda maverick is a very high level prospect and i'm super excited the ufc signed her and um i think this is a great matchup um it's it's uh yeah just a good matchup. The short notice thing is kind of scary, so because Miranda does have issues making twenty five with a full camp, so I'm hoping this is this was just announced late rather than um truly yeah oh you know sometimes you'll know, we hear fights a couple weeks after they actually they're actually signed for, but um no, I'm very excited for Miranda Maverick. She's super good, um, but uh I'm more interested in why the UFC has will never sign Vanessa Porto, but the actual Invicta yeah. Flyweight Champ. That's another subject, me. but we're talking about Miranda right now. Just very yeah. excited about Miranda Maverick. Um, just, I think she's like sub twenty. I think she's like or twenty two, or she's super young. Yeah, super young. Um, I think she's. Like, For those of you who yeah. don't
0: remember, like Alex, when we were in Houston, I think was it the, when we were in Houston? Casey, we were watching an Invicta card uh, when we were working, yeah, I remember. and like it, just put it on the TV. Uh, Miranda is the fighter that beat Pearl in the in the main event, so uh, she's obviously is being uh, world class fighters. Uh, her opponent, though, uh, I think just lost on one of the Jacksonville cards, and it wasn't close, at all. Uh, was that the that was the Courtney Casey tapped her right? Remember, yeah, uh, okay. Yeah, she has a, a lot of people know her from her actions outside of the octagon. I think she almost had like she's like a 27 year ban or something crazy like that, and <laughs> overseas for like something to do with cocaine and a whole lot of drugs i don't know the exact details or laws from overseas so uh if you google her name i bet all of the top stories are like mma fighter busted with an absurd amount of drugs banned for life from competing in her home country so uh
2: i think I this she was going to be a lot
0: better than she ended up being too when
2: she came in and she
0: beat Kalindra faria
2: like really quick yeah i was yeah. like all right that was that was pretty impressive and uh, Eventually you're going to run into Caitlin Chukagian in that division. She fights like everybody, but mm-hmm. she, unfortunately for her, she ran into her way too early, and I don't know that she ever really recovered because if she
0: loses next week, that might be it for her. That'd be like I think four in, four in a row. It'll be four in a row, and she'll drop to 12-9 and nine with two no contests, her la- her but her four losses are Caitlin Chukagian, Lauren Murphy, Montana De La Rosa, and Courtney Casey. She's losing to good fighters, but you can't lose four in a row uh, and stick around in the UFC.
2: Yeah, and you, you look at Miranda Mavericks last year. If you include, I think it was Phoenix series, she's won like five fights in the last year, and mm-hmm. Barella's lost, I think three. That's that's uh, definitely a different trajectory and momentum yeah.
0: they're going. Dating back home. about a year ago, is uh, one in three. Uh, she's lost to the to, to Casey De La Rosa and Murphy, and then beating uh, Talia Santos. Courtney Casey was by submission, by the way, and Lauren Murphy was a uh, TKO, elbows and knees. So she's getting finished too.
1: But, um, yeah, just, uh, great, to me, uh, great matchmaking and great signing, um, by the UFC in this one. So very excited. Next question. Uh,
0: hmm. how old? I'm trying to find out how old Miranda Maverick is. 22. 22. My goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> my goodness. Uh, Someone's asking me if Esther gets heartburn. Why? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't I understand that. <laughs> there's some. There's like some su- weird subplots going on in the YouTube chat right now. Don't. i um, don't. Hey, we can't quite catch up on. Uh, here we go.
0: What's going on with Zabit Yair? Is that officially it? from Daniel O'Farrell? So the reports are for. I can't even count how many times these two have been linked together. Yair Rodriguez and Zabit Magomed Sharipov, are supposed to fight. I think they were originally gonna fight on that Dallas car, that was, I can't remember the exact, was it 228? That was Woodley Till, and then the air fell out, and then Zabit ended up uh, getting that Sovolov stretch on his replacement. They were linked together a few more times, it never worked out. I think this is the fight I've been most asking for outside of uh, Ortega Korean Zombie, but we don't have to get into that again. Um, <laughs> Last I heard, it's not official, but it was offered. So, uh, Sean, I'll start with you. Uh, thoughts on a possible matchup between Zabit Magomedsharipov and Yair Rodriguez?
2: Oh, I love it. I think that Zabit would win, but I, I do love it I, personally. I would rather Zabit be competing for the featherweight title just because I'm not keen on. I'm not keen on title shots off of losses. As good as Max Holloway was as champion. I I don't want to say that I didn't think the fight was close, but I thought he decisively got beaten in his, in his first fight. And I thought that Volkanovsky against a beat would have been a fight with a little bit more merit. And that, I don't know why I assume that UFC would care about that type of thing. (laughs) I mean, when I have to reference UFC, like WDB does that all the time where somebody will lose two or three straight matches and get a title shot. I can no longer say, well, in real fighting, you have to win to get title shots. That's not a thing that I can say anymore because it's not true. So I, I'm excited for the fight. I would rather have Zabit in in that spot, and I wouldn't mind Max Holloway fighting Yaya Rodriguez like that. that I wouldn't have minded swapping those.
0: You would have given Zabit the title shot over like a Korean zombie?
2: Uh... <laughs> I, I'm not going to complain about any fight that Korean Zombie's in ever sure. at this point. And I can't doubt him anymore because I did coming off of his extended layoff. And even after that comeback, I was like, okay, well, maybe there was an element of good fortune in that. I can't I, – I can no longer project or predict what Korean Zombie is going to do.
0: Alex, your thoughts on uh, Yair and Zabit? And do you agree with Sean that you would re- – like Zabit deserves a title shot rather than Max Holloway?
3: Um not yet, but I don't think he's far away. But I do agree with Sean that Zabit gets this done very easily. Um Whoa, I mean he's just easily. Yeah. Wow. The guy's a freaking savage. Like honestly, I Whoa. oh easily. First round submission. Put it in the books.
0: Crazy
1: I like talk. It. Crazy I like talk. I
3: don't think that's crazy talk. I don't think it's crazy. No.
1: Yeah, so Zabit just finishing Yair year in the first first round. Easy submission. <laughs> we'll
3: see. We'll see Casey.
0: <laughs> well I'm looking at the rankings right I'm looking at the rankings right now. Volkanovski is <laughs> obviously champion. And then the top five in order is Max Holloway, Brian Ortega, Zabit, Korean zombie, and Yair. Uh, selfishly I don't want Korean zombie or Brian Ortega to fight anyone else but <laughs> each other. Uh, which means Holloway's fighting Volkanovski, so Zabit and Yair makes sense. Uh, they're both super tall lanky long fighters with very exciting styles they've called each other out a million times so yeah if you're looking at the rankings the beat would be next up because max has already lost to volkanovsky brian otterio was booked up so sean's not wrong the beat would be next man up do not give any
1: do not use these rankings these rankings aren't real
0: I, yes. know, I was about to say casey but the rule in mma is you can't use your you can't use
1: logic yeah. don't well, use your brain. and
3: jose's not really going well, off the yeah he's
1: alex Davis uses that rule all the time for right. crazy jose's pressure. going
3: off the fact that he doesn't want ortega to fight yeah. anyone else so that's what he's going off of he's
0: i know i don't want people like,
3: out of the running <laughs> for
0: those of you sean i'm not i'm sure you you're not aware but i've been asking for for brian ortega and korean zombies since about 2015 i would love that I've, I found out that Korean Zombie and Brian Ortega, the first fight fell out when people started tweeting me, are you okay? And I was like, why, what happened? And then I like looked square and I was like, oh, you guys are just all looking out for my well-being." So yeah, selfishly Ortega Korean Zombie needs inject that into my body. But let's not forget Dan Ige and Calvin Cater have a big featherweight main event coming up on Fight Island. That is a real random fight that I didn't know I wanted until they announced it. Uh, So, and then Frank Edgar's out of the rankings uh, Jeremy Stevens coming off a couple losses. So Burgos and Emmett have a big fight that that would be eight versus ten. And then where's Arnold Allen? And of course, Casey, we can't talk about the featherweight division without talking about Ryan Hall. Yes. <laughs> 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 I still selfishly want Ryan Hall versus Jeremy Stevens so badly just for the clash of personalities. No,
2: no. I, don't I
0: want I Ryan Hall
2: against anybody, but yeah. he appears like as often as Bigfoot.
0: <laughs> That's hilarious. That's so funny, but uh, and then when, uh, Bryce Mitchell is apparently not. He'll be in the rank. He has to be in the rankings soon. So, a lot of big featherweight fights coming outside of bantamweight. My God, featherweight is but, but that, so exciting. But that's why I
1: hate this. I hate this um, title fight right now because it just once Cater Ege happens, then there's gonna be another person. where well, they should get a title shot. And so I think after the winner of Cater Ege, Zabit Yair and Korean Zombie all have all have legitimate. Uh, yeah. Uh, legitimate ch- uh, choices for the next title shot, and um, I uh, I just uh, I'm just so mad that we're having Holloway, um, Volkanovski because we already saw it, and yeah. um, and we're gonna see it again. I agree. Like we, we just don't need to see it now. Like this is this is a chance so, for the UFC right, to ask, make build, build a bigger star. Like like Volkanovski won't become a bigger star if he beats Holloway again. To me, and Holloway well, I, is
2: effectively removed from the title picture if he loses. Like I just don't. Get I, it. I hate that.
1: I don't, I
0: don't, it's so I, don't weird. I don't get it. I don't get it. Sorry. Uh, it's like, it's like Joanna. She loses two in a row to Rose and then she's not going to fight it for another title, uh, for a while. But now that Rose is no longer the champion, we got that epic fight, which to me is the second greatest title fight I've ever seen in my entire life between Wiley and Joanna. Um, so yeah, interesting things from Phil acoustic chaos. Again, has Guy commented on Calvillo's claim that she missed weight by so much? I don't think she's made, I don't think she's made an official comment. Not that I've seen.
3: I don't think it, it was based off of Kavia's comments. I think it was just, oopsie. Or, no, she was proud of it, right? Yeah,
1: yeah she was proud it. of it. Yeah.
3: yeah, then why didn't you go pee? I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just passing on long knowledge. Don't, don't get mad at me.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't think she's. She's like, she's taken like subtle shades, like she's tweeted a photo of like a. a it says shitty attitude with a big X through it, but like she's not post she's not posted like any official comment outside of like I'm beyond thankful for fighting on a main event this and that. So no official word yet.
3: I want to see those receipts because Cavill says she's got texts and I need to see them. So
0: do you all think that Jessica should
2: move back up to 135 permanently because that did not work out well for her the last time and she was understandably frustrated about the lack of a 125 division, mm-hmm. but it's like she can't she hasn't been making the weight. And she has not succeeded
0: at 135, so it's a pretty rough situation for her, admittedly. Alex, I'll ask you that. We've talked about this on Between the Links. Should, we, should the UFC force Jessica to move up to 135?
3: At this point, yeah, Probably. Um, I don't think Chris I don't think she's gonna do it willingly. I remember somebody asked her if she ever planned on returning to weight, and she said no because it just felt like she was wearing a ten pound, you know, vest on her. She just felt slow and heavy. But if if you're not gonna prove yourself at one twenty five, then you're you're gonna kinda have to live with it. Was
1: she wearing so, that heck. was she wearing that bulletproof vest? <laughs> yeah, didn't help didn't cover her head. What? Do you think That's she what? kept
3: that? Do you think she still has that like hanging in her so. closet?
0: <laughs> I really hope so. 'Cause also let's not forget when she fought Valentina, she came, she waited till like ten fifty eight to weigh in. She waited till the last possible second and barely needed the towel to make championship weights. But she made championship weights, so she can do it. Uh she did it before and went, leading up to that fight. So maybe give her one more shot if she doesn't to prove that she can make the weight and if she doesn't then make her move up.
1: Yeah. I I I would like her to go to thirty five and I just think I mean not 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 even talking to her, not even talking to her as a quality as a fighter, but she draws she's she draws attention, you know. So we're talking about her, you know. The fans love talking. The fans you know they love to hate her, you know. So I think um like from a, I think I don't I think she's fun to have around. I think she's fun at thirty five and it's just different match. I think who 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 would you match her up at, at thirty five right now? Like what's it at one thirty
0: five? Let me look. Let me pull up the roster. I can't
1: think of someone right now for some reason, but like I feel like there's some.
0: UFC rankings who talk amongst yourself, people,
3: you know, it'd be interesting. <laughs> Jessica I versus Nico Montano because they both got flamed for missing weight. I mean, yeah, I like Nico just like went off the grid after that.
1: Nico has a, uh, is fighting Julia Vila. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Finally, she's back.
0: Freaking
2: so,
1: so maybe the winner, maybe the winner uh, of that face, um, just guy at 35. That sounds, you know,
2: I, I think, you, I think UFC would probably put her in one of those somebody-has-to-win oh, fights
0: no. that they like to do. Where <laughs> The answer but, the answer is Sajara Eubanks because they have heat. Oh, yeah. I felt
1: like there was some – I knew there was some good matchup at 35. I just couldn't think of it. Yeah, Eubanks. Eubanks sounds it, right.
0: Sajara is sitting at 14, and they have some heat and bad blood back and forth. So that, there's your fight right there. All right. Because uh, uh-huh. Jessica I has what we like to call X-Pac heat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like it's not like Colby Covington people hate because he's a character and that's just, they hate his gimmick. They just do not like <laughs> just I it is. I think it's completely different style of uh, dislike yeah. uh, from Daniel Farrell on the YouTube comments. You guys giving Dan Hooker much of a chance against us this week? Yes. Like I don't know if I'm picking him to win, but I'm not overlooking Den Hooker at all in the year 2020. Sean, I'll start with you thoughts on Den Hooker or Dustin Poirier. If Den Hooker Poirier gets top billing, he is higher ranked and fought for the and former interim champ.
2: Yeah, I mean, you look at the track record of the people that that Dan Hooker is, has beaten, and he's he's beaten a lot of people with significantly different skill sets. He's beaten really well-rounded people. He's beaten excellent strikers. He's also fallen to some excellent strikers as well, and he's run into some trouble with that. And people that, that pressure him really heavily, Edson Barboza, Jason Knight, uh, I think Yair, I think he lost to Yair as well. If Dustin Poirier pressures him, I think that Dustin Poirier probably wins this fight. But I don't put it past Dan Hooker to to throw one shot and, and knock him out. I mean, it, we we've seen that possibility with some really tough guys like Jim Miller and Ross Pearson. Even like mm-hmm. he can finish really, really tough guys.
0: Alex, thoughts on poor, uh, Poirier v. Hooker? Five well, rounds.
3: I, I'd like to to point out uh, Justin Gaethje's tweet when we uh, posted an interview oh, that Damon yeah. did with Dan Hooker because he was confident he could finish Poirier because he didn't think that he had the chin that Paul Felder did. Um, and Gaethje says that this dude's getting murked. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I got to refer to the experts here. <laughs> you know, you know, maybe Hooker doesn't stand as, as as big of a chance as he thinks he does. At least not in a, maybe not in a finish for Poirier. Maybe by decision, but I don't know if he's going to finish him.
0: I completely forgot Dan Hooker fought Yair Rodriguez. That fight just does not even – I don't – I had – I know that fight happened now, but I had no recollection of it until you just said that. It's the beauty of the lightweight division.
2: Like so many of these people catch each other on their way up and – That was at At Featherweight when Dan Hooker was still cutting down. God, it it was,
1: wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: because then he lost because he lost to Jason Knight at featherweight, and then bumped up yeah. to lightweight and went on this tear, and then got put through the ringer against Edson Barboza. That's been his only loss lately. Has a win. Have us has a KO win over Gilbert Burns, who's now fighting Usman for a championship. Mm-hmm. So, my yeah, goodness, how much, how much weight out.
1: do you really put in Hooker at featherweight? I mean, I, I, I don't really put too much. I know. I can't think of that as a, almost like uh, another lifetime. I just think he's a... It's like
0: Anthony Smith. It's like Anthony hey, Smith, Diago
1: Santos and middleweight. Yeah. Like they're just completely different about.
0: people.
1: Oh yeah, or not.
0: like Jessica, I at bantamweight was probably a different fighter than at flyweight. My goodness. I forgot that fight happened. I'm excited now. I forgot that fight, but uh, I don't know who's going to win. I favor Poirier. He's just, I think he has more paths to victory, but hooker is a super tall, uh, long rangy, lightweight whose camp, like let's not forget his camp is on fire with Volkanovsky and Stylebender and that whole crew down there. But I think uh, something Casey said when we were previewing Blades and Volkov is I, when I'm thinking of this fight, I never really take into account that he's traveling literally from the opposite side of the world during a pandemic to be here for just two, three days. So uh, if you take into account all that travel, I still I favor Poirier even more, but uh, Casey, are you in agreement?
1: Yeah, Poirier is obviously the the smart pick, um, but you know these are guys who hit hard and dance tall, and I could see Dustin you know catching a knee you know or something like you know something like that. But I think you know like like I like to say you know they fight ten times, so I think Dustin wins a majority of the fights, but you know. But uh, no, Despite, but the, but the, 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 the idea of saying does Hooker have a chance? Oh hell yeah, he's got a chance. So yeah,
0: this is just a high level violent martial arts fight. Like oh, I'll the, watch you
1: yeah. yeah.
0: like I, I always say, I don't care if there's no crowd. There is no crowd. I just want to watch this fight. <laughs> From Joseph Boza, Cynthia is now number two at women's flyweight. What do you do with Cynthia? We've talked about this a little bit before, but uh, Alex, who do you want to see Cynthia Calvillo fight next?
3: Um, well, I think Chikagian makes the most sense right now. Um, and then probably the winner. Well, no, because you got to get JoJo in there too. Okay, mm-hmm. so JoJo versus Shevchenko obviously has to happen. Mm-hmm. Chikage and Kavio, and then maybe we give Kavio whoever loses the Shevchenko JoJo fight, and then that would be the number one contender.
0: Uh, yeah, there's a there's a so if JoJo wins beats Valentina, which I don't think she will, but if she does, you'd rematch. have to assume they're gonna rematch. Because mm-hmm. Valentina is their biggest star of that division. And I think she would deserve a rematch. Uh, Cynthia has a win over JoJo at strawweight. So I think JoJo being champion definitely would benefit Cynthia. Uh, Roxanne and Lauren are matched up. Jennifer Maya has a fight coming up. So Cynthia Catlin, 1-2. I mean, I know we literally just had this big conversation about rankings don't matter. But if you're 1-2 and the number one is calling out the number two, why not make that fight? Uh, but, Sean, what are your thoughts on what, to, what the used should do with Cynthia Calvillo?
2: I think Chikagian would be a good idea. Uh, had they not released Liz Carmouche, that would have been a perfect idea. Ooh. I don't know why. I, I still uh, don't know why she's gone. If they signed Vanessa Porto, that would be a good idea. Like there There are options for her all over the place. But as you said, if one wants to do it, do it and and also like i said you're running into caitlin jacagian at some point in that division no matter who you are Mm
3: -hmm.
0: so that's a good point like if they're they're gonna fight eventually why not fight now when they're both free uh jennifer myers fighting vivian arujo uh which would be uh number five versus number eight so there's another one right there if the ufc doesn't want cynthia to possibly fall to cat like it's that similar thing where we talked about uh like All of a sudden, she's out of the running. Like, Callan got dominated by the champion. All of a sudden, she beats number two again. Like, what do you go from there? So if they don't want to give her number one yet, maybe the winner of Maya and Arujo, or the loser of Roxanne Motafari and Lauren Murphy or maybe even the winner if people want to stay active. There's a lot of fun matchups at Women's Flyway.
1: Casey, your thoughts? I always thought it was just really weird that Jessica Iowa was ranked number two. (laughs) But she was. So...
0: Oh, so, no, uh, she was ranked one.
1: Well, well, she was ranked one. Well, yeah, champion. Yeah, the whole thing.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, no, she was the number one ranked flyweight last mm-hmm. week when she made evented. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah just, she was. It's it very was bizarre.
1: Very. Yeah. Uh, I mean, um, if, uh, yeah, if 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 um, Cynthia is drawing numbers and um, we're not, no one's putting butts in seats anymore. But you know, eyes on the <laughs> tube. Or whatever, but yeah, I mean, Cynthia, one more fight. I don't, I don't like the Shikagian fight, honestly, because um, like one if Shikagian wins, you know, I just don't, you know, then, then you're in that situation again. So, um, uh, probably. Shikagian maybe- fights are a lot better in theory than execution. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: She's a great fighter. She's yeah. a great yes. fighter that I do not enjoy watching fight.
0: Yeah, I, we also, I, I've been a big proponent of, uh, Molly McCann is ranked 15, but she has a big fight coming up. I think she has like a six fight win, uh, like a, not a six fight win streak, long win streak. She is a, if you ever get a chance to interview Molly, Sean, for anything, just (laughs) even if you want to just talk about life. I cannot <laughs> – she's one of the best interviews in the game. If you want to talk to her about how she beat up a sex trafficker trying to abduct a woman from a subway. Wow. Molly McCann is your person. Uh, so I talked about this. We interviewed her on, the, on this show, and I saw more non-MMA news sites right off of that interview just based just on the crazy stories Molly has that people in our comment sections or even on Reddit or Twitter were like, I don't even like MMA. But I love Molly
1: McCann now, so yeah. uh, I
0: think Molly could, could be a real big star in that division. You know I want? Uh, what's up? You
1: know I want Cynthia to fight? Because I don't really believe that Jess Guy was the number one ranked me, even though <laughs> I didn't rank her. Uh, that's not my ranking. I, th- I like Cynthia Cavillo versus Andrea Lee. Andrea Lee, who, who I thought, I think everyone thought beat Lauren Murphy whenever they fought a couple months ago. I think, I think, uh, I think Cynthia Cavillo, Andrea Lee. So at like some point fight. someone you you have to fight one of the fighters has to fight someone behind them you know and i think uh
0: that's that's what uh Callan did she fought Antonina Shevchenko who was like 14th and Callan was like 2 and she's like i got to fight someone my well, they want me to fight her let's do it yeah i like it so, that was a weird like
2: matchup for me i, I, I didn't know how many people were giving antonina much of a chance there
1: is antonina is it is, is antonina UFC level I don't I honestly don't know I haven't I I, I don't I don't really know her previous fights and I've I, actually the only fights I've really seen her are like I said she's lost in the UFC from just grapplers so, I mean it's is she is she a good fighter I just don't know
2: in that division probably UFC quality but that's not a high bar until you get like to 10 5 and uh, that is UFC's own doing because they, they let people like Liz Carmouche go. Like, yeah. They let her walk out the door. And a, as you mentioned, Vanessa Porto is right there.
1: They could, they could have her if they wanted her. They don't for whatever reason. So yeah. Vanessa Porto I mean, seems to be in that, that kind of uh, same area of the UFC like, like a Sarah Kaufman is. She's clearly yeah. a top fighter. The UFC just refuses to sign him. Don't know yep. why.
0: Antonita is a multiple-time gold medalist in uh, Muay Thai tournaments and various other promotions. Her only losses in her career are to Roxanne Modafari and Kalin Chukagian. So, it's not like she's losing to people outside of the top five. Yeah, it's like uh, people like Felicia Spencer's not a good fighter. I'm like, who did she lose to? <laughs> <laughs> thing,
1: I wasn't that. even saying Antonita was like not a good fighter. I just, I, actually, sure. I just don't. I actually just don't know very much about her other than that she's Valentina's sister. <laughs> it's like yeah she's, she seems to she's be basically almost...
0: learning on she's learning on the job
1: yeah like she like, says she's, 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 she's cutting valentina shogun you yeah. know just like good but not the same
0: <laughs> they can all be the burns brothers yeah but. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we didn't get this question but i want to ask you guys let's talk about the disrespect from the placing on the card of roxanne Modaffari versus lauren murphy <laughs> the second and now now in, the, in our between the links show we did on Monday, we were talked we talked about this, and Aaron Bronstedter said it doesn't matter where you are placed on the card. You know, it means the, U, the, the UFC put Roxy down there because they want people to tune in early. But I, t- I call it total BS on that because for the virtual media day, if they were really trying to promote that fight, they wouldn't brought him in. What they're two top five flyweights or top ten at least. Two, I think they're two top five flyweights, and they're fighting the second. Uh, the second fight on a fight night and they didn't even bring him from media day. So I just think that's, I just don't like that.
3: <laughs> and if you're just looking at it too, like, okay, so Courtney Casey and Robertson are, are, are fighting after them and they're ranked way lower. Like it doesn't logically make even any sense.
1: So, 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 so was... sell this to me. So tell me why, why they're so low on the card guys. <laughs> There's no, like we've talked about this before, unless you like, the placement
0: of the card, we've watched we've all watched a million fights in our career. We've all been like, That's a performance of the night bonus. That's a knockout of the night, submission of the night. I am on the the train where your placement on your card directly affects whether you get a bonus or not. Unless you are mm-hmm. have a polo Reyes, Dong Young Kim fight like a one ninety nine mm-hmm. and you just put on a fight for the ages on the first fight of the card, that there there are anomalies, but the UFC tends to give bonuses to people higher up in the card because more people watch them. So uh, that is, I don't, there's no reason. There's no reason that should be the second fight on the card. But again, we saw, was it uh, Perez and Formiga were like two top five men's flyweights and they were on the buried on the prelims too. So I have absolutely no idea, but Sean, why do you think this is the second (laughs) fight of the Gosh,
2: I don't have an answer. I, I just know that every time Roxanne fights, I'm a little bit more amazed because it would have been real easy for her to just, quit and retire after the ultimate fighter. Like, and I expected that to happen. I thought that she would, I mean, it was a rough streak. Like you could argue that she might not have been a fit on the ultimate fighter anyway, because of how she had performed before that. But she went and she put in the work and reinvigorated herself and became a really good fighter. So it's like, almost like that isn't recognized. And I, when I see the placement here, I'm like, okay, I get it. Gweed is a familiar name. Tisha Torres is a little bit more of a familiar name. Jim Miller is too. And Roosevelt Roberts is coming up. But I'm not convinced that Bilal Muhammad versus Lyman Good will be a better fight in the cage than Modaferi and Lauren Murphy will be. And I'm not taking anything away from either one of those guys. They're both really good fighters, especially Bilal. But I I think that Roxanne Modaferi and and Lauren should be higher up on the card. I just think that
0: for some of those, UFC just draws them out of a hat. I think they're not, they're they're wasting an opportunity because I don't know if, what how what, uh, Fightful's numbers looks like, but I've said this before. When Roxanne fought Macy Barber at UC 246, outside of Donald Cerrone and Conor McGregor, Roxanne Montefara did the best numbers in terms of like post fight videos for us. Mm-hmm. And we all kind of accredited that to that she just ran through Macy Barber, and Macy Barber seemed to be on the cusp of being a big deal in that division. She got the rub. Uh, she got yeah. the rub, as you say in the wrestling business. Uh, and they didn't so, capitalize
1: on it at all. You get the rub and they no. put you on fucking on a fight night on the second what the jeez, man.
0: <laughs> I don't under I'm not i am not going to try to make sense of this, but I agree. It is I'd like how you brought up Tisha Torres and Brianna Van Buren. Tisha Torres is on that losing streak, but she's only lost to champions, uh, former champions, or Maria Rodriguez, who a lot of people think will be a, a future title challenger. Um, and Brianna Van Buren is so fun to watch. She won that Phoenix uh, series in Invicta, and like she's beaten, Kay- she beat Kylan Curran. I l- love watching her fight. Uh, her fight against uh, was it Olivia Souza? was Was that a short notice fight? Was that a replacement? I can't quite I think remember. I for Brianna. You, I, that's what I'm saying. So yeah. like, Liviana Henata uh, Souza did uh, had this big interview with our own Guillermo Cruz, where it's like a lot of like she talked about she's not like all other women. She's not promoting herself on social media. She just wants to go out there and just beat up yeah. people. And Brianna Van Buren just tore through her, and I was like, oh my god, I want to see, I want to see her fight Cynthia before yeah, that Cynthia was the fight where
2: Kevillo I think broke her toe or broke
0: her foot or something, and she couldn't show up. So Van yeah. Buren stepped up. Exactly. So I was really excited for that. But yeah, no, there's no reason Roxanne should be and Lauren Murphy should be so low on the card. Yeah, I'm annoyed. We can
3: organize a letter writing campaign. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm all for it. Jackson Rounds. Why hasn't. Listen, Jackson. I've said this a million times champion gets top billing. If you use a last name, you both use last name. So Costa Izzy should be Izzy versus paulo or adesanya versus costa or better yet stylebender versus the eraser i like that even better but why has that not been announced i assume it's money did you see paulo costa's tweets any of you guys yes million catch me up on it he's like i want 50 it was talking about the ultimate fighter which i am off if they want to bring the ultimate fighter back and i want to lock stylebender and Paulo Costa in a, in a house together to coach. And then we get even more Captain Eric. We get Eugene and Captain Eric in the same tough house, uh, just two polar opposite personalities. I'm all for it. Uh, but Paulo was like, I want $15 million. I want a main event, a pay-per-view, this and that. I think it was a lot of tongue-in-cheek, uh, but I would imagine it's uh, money or they wanted to headline a pay-per-view. And the only. I assume it had to be on Fight Island because Izzy's in Australia. Uh, the only pay-per-view on Fight Island right now is has three title fights already, so maybe they're waiting for that, maybe September. So that's just an assumption, though. Uh, but I don't, I don't have a good reason for that. But instead of talking about why it's not booked, Sean, thoughts on Stylebender versus the Eraser? Well, I think
2: Adesanya would win that fight, but uh, th- they're not getting half of Deontay Wilder money for it. <laughs> that much I tell you. Dana White won't let that happen, <laughs> guys. We're in a pandemic.
3: Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. According to the tweet, it's not U.S. dollars, so uh, it, okay, it, it equals out to about three million U.S. dollars if if the people on the Twitter thread are correct. So he
2: he ain't gonna give him one tenth of Deontay money. <laughs> we're in a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> he, like Dana White has to act like Rick from Pawn Stars every time somebody comes to the negotiating table. He's like ah. I can do 20 bucks and some wishes. I
1: got a business to run here. That's
0: so funny.
2: Like you, you asked that Dan anything hilarious.
1: about money. Two things. We're in a pandemic and who doesn't want more money? Or,
0: <laughs> or he just doesn't answer the question. He'll just start yeah. talking about like I was – I asked Dan, I'm like, what do you do next with Sean O'Malley? He goes, man, don't so many fighters just want to fight on ESPN right now, guys? Isn't it great how awesome? <laughs> yeah. and so I'm just like, yeah, but what about O'Malley? And he goes – We're going to build a lot of stars with ESPN. I'm like, you didn't answer my question. My favorite thing that
3: he does is when he's trying to, he goes, guys, this isn't new. This has happened before. I'm like, is that a a defense? I don't (laughs) – doesn't doesn't sound like it. It's not coming up like you think.
2: (laughs) One of my favorite things is when he did – I think it was about a – it was like maybe last May. He did an interview with Megan O'Leary, and you can tell he had been fed like a question like – or she had been fed a question like the media really comes at you hard, and then boom—he just—he had him loaded, just <laughs> ready to go. These dummies in the media—I've got some headlines right here. I was like, oh man.
0: I try—I don't even try to make sense of anything that Dana, anything that man says. Yeah, uh, but she, hey, I'm hey, not hey, on his radar,
1: why, so I don't why, yell at him. Why are you guys her, trying to, to cancel do. fights? <laughs> Sorry. Oh yeah,
0: what? Sean, are you are, are you're aware that we, the MMA media, canceled all of the fights at the beginning of the year, right? That's that's the rumor. That's what I heard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you yes. were, like? I called oh, Mickey Mouse so and was like, hey Mickey, <laughs> you know this Tachi place? Kill it. Oh that man. Was me. But uh, what was even the question? I oh, don't it was, know. Uh, is
0: he in style? <laughs> cost it? it? I don't know. Thank you, Jackson. Around. Hopefully, that um, answered.
1: Um. <laughs> do with a, uh, Hooker's overrated. Jojo lost to India. People just saying things. <laughs> uh, Fighters losing get better all the time, guys. Yeah. That's the game. Uh, <laughs> life, my friend. <laughs> I, right. I just like I, I just like the spelling of this.
0: What's next for Sean O'Malley? But let with, me okay. let me a contract dispute. There you go. And then a go. long
2: period of inactivity as a result.
0: <laughs> it. I am yeah. Sean's not wrong. Sean is not wrong on Sean. Uh, <laughs> we've seen this before, where. Uh, like Casey and I have talked about this, when Izzy Real out of started asking about where the pay-per-view points went after he got thrust into a main event. He wasn't supposed to main event against Anderson Silva. It's just a matter of time before these up and coming Uber prospects start to figure out that this is a business and there's a lot of money left on the table that they could be making. Even John Jones himself said, don't let the UFC take advantage of your 20s, get paid now. So as soon as Sean O'Malley was like, I just want to renegotiate my contract. I'm like, ah, it's begun. Yeah. So it begins. Uh, but if, in terms of who you would like to see him fight, Alex, any thoughts?
3: Oh, you always jumping right. Throw it right <laughs> to me. I haven't even. Right, Sean,
0: Sean, who's <laughs> Sean should fight. Can anyone hear me? I can yeah. Hear you. Oh, Sean, I said Sean. Who do you think Sean should? Oh, Sean. Oh, Sean. Me. Oh, so Sean. <laughs> me? oh gosh. <laughs> um.
2: Wouldn't hate like Arnold Allen wouldn't hate if this is at featherweight right
0: uh it was the island fight was that bantamweight right yeah it's was bantamweight. It? Yeah, 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 35
1: yeah ah wow. oh, man what about the Garbrandt fight is the Gar- is it too soon or no. do, we, do, we, do we not <sighs> do soon. we not want to knock those guys out is it i mean yeah <laughs> it is at 135 Dana White already right.
0: came out and said not yet so i'm not even counting that uh i want to see him fight Dotson or song yadong i like Dotson i'll uh, uh, O'Malley was supposed to fight Cheetovera Vera one. Sonia Dong just beat Cheetovera. Vera. So if he wants to take that O'Malley ticket, then they're 14, 15. And then O'Malley's Dodson are 13, 14. Dotson seems to be one of those guys that like they gave the, they fed him to Nathaniel Wood, uh, and Dodson beat him. But Dodson's one of those guys that if he's only lost to top five fighters too, mm-hmm. like the Marlon Moraes, uh, the Demetrius Johnson's, the John Lineker's of the world where if you beat him, it's a big deal. So I like, I really like O'Malley Dotson, honestly, and, and, and seeing Dotson,
1: and seeing actually Dotson in the small cage where he would look kind of oh normal God. size a little bit. I did not even think about that? Yeah, so like so the so the the, the action is there's going to be increased action and just just the comical height difference. Let's just let just have fun of that. If if
2: they wanted to give him somebody not ranked, Rob Font's there too. I mean, I know he's not having. I mean, he had a
0: great fight against Ricky Simone in. I think Rob well, Fonts sitting at eleven.
2: Is he at 11? Yeah,
0: he's at 11 he, right now. Oh,
2: my God. Yeah. Well, I mean, Him hey, and Cody I, I,
0: Stamen at 10-11. I wanted that Cody Stamen font fight because they they, they've they been linked together yeah, for that's so fight, long. Yeah.
1: yeah, that's a fight. But make.
0: unfortunately, Stamen uh, is probably dealing still with the fallout of the death of his brother right now, so he's not even thinking of a fight. Uh, he himself said when someone was like, who do you want to fight next? He goes, man, I got to go to a funeral first. And I was like, oh, man, that is yeah. the saddest that is just the saddest. So Jimmy Veris in there, the Sunset coming off that loss. so He's probably not going to fight anytime soon. So I think the answer is, is Dotson or Song for O'Malley. Those are the two fights that would make sense for me.
1: And a new contract. And
0: there you have it. After oh, a new contract. you
1: me actually look at the
2: UFC rankings. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Welcome to 2020. Oh,
0: we ranked better, apparently. Uh, from Fight Owl. Do you guys think Masvidal priced himself out? Perhaps the UFC will make an example out of him. So (laughs) I like the phrasing of priced himself out because Colby Covington said this would happen. Uh, He did an interview with our own Damon Martin months ago, and he goes, Masvidal is going to price himself out, and that fight's not going to happen. And then I went to interview Usman at the Dominance Media Day, and I go, Colby says Masvidal is going to price himself out, and this fight won't happen. And Usman's like, oh, this fight's going to happen. And then guess what? The fight's not happening. So Colby Covington, the oracle, Knew his former training partner would quote price himself out. Uh, I, he's already asking for a lot of money, or or what he's worth. I should say, uh, not a lot. Uh, Dana White, will the UFC make an example out of him? Already did. By, they already did. They they skipped over the title fight, so okay. they already did. There's your answer.
2: There's a weird like seven person waiting game that goes around at all times. It's like either Diaz, brother Conor McGregor, Masvidal, Habib. And then Usman is the guy that's just kind of stuck there saying, which one of these guys is going to show up and fight at 170 anytime
0: soon? Because I got to fight one of them. And then it's Gilbert Burns. (laughs) And then Leon Edwards just happens to be the eighth fighter waiting in the seven man line who very well should have been fighting for the title over Gilbert Burns. Uh, But he's said, I don't think he he would have been ready, especially with the travel ban in London and all that stuff.
3: I just don't see Masvidal. Like I just don't see him backing down from this. If I, if, if he's the kind of guy that I know, that I think that he is, I, I think he might be done. Like, I don't know. Yeah. He doesn't seem to be somebody that wants. He wants to dictate his own terms, and he doesn't seem like he's gonna let anybody push him around.
0: He's, he's yeah, like like the like the Diaz brothers that take like two year layoffs if they're not getting what they want.
1: More power. Yeah. It's not like when they come back, people go, "Hey, who's Nate Diaz?" They take two years yeah. off. They take two years off, and they're still like, you know they're still big stars so i think good for but i don't think he priced himself out i think he just yeah yeah like, yeah i just i don't even like that term do 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 all right uh i know um, we we're going a little time but yeah um so no uh, someone asked real quick um, no fires eh, let's do rapid fire i'm just gonna throw questions out there here we go <laughs> this is a lot of yes no questions
0: which fighter tested positive for COVID this weekend? I don't think uh, a fighter did. I think Matt Fervola's coach did, or was in contact with someone who did. Billy, right, Billy Q, Billy Quarantillo, <laughs> who fought. Uh, who who did he beat? That crazy man with the with the orange beard. That's his name. On like the on the first, yeah, crazy man with the orange beard. Uh, I, he <laughs> tested positive. He had contact with Matt Fervola, so they pulled Matt Fervola out just to be just to be safe.
1: Yeah. Other than that, uh, unless. Um Tomorrow. Lyman
0: did test positive way, like, like a month or so ago. Lyman good. Yeah. Who comes back to fight first? Nate Diaz, Mazuel, Jones, or Cejudo? We've had this question uh, a few times. Uh, so, Sean, since you're new to the show, who comes? Who fights first?
1: Ooh. If you want to um, put
0: those in order, who you think fights first to, to never?
2: First <laughs> to never. Um, I'm going to say Jones, so, Jones, Masvidal, Cejudo, and Nate Diaz.
0: You put the retired fighter before Nate Diaz. Oh, is... without a doubt. Yeah, okay. <laughs> of course. Like Henry Cejudo
2: got his one taste of pro wrestling, and he was in there with a bunch of a bunch of UFC legends, and didn't get mentioned like at all. So I, I don't think it's going to be as fruitful uh, outside of the UFC as he thinks.
1: What do, do you think Cejudo you... comes back? He comes back. Does the UFC do, do the forty-five thing, or does he just come back straight? whoever has the belt at 35? What do you think? What do you think, Sean?
2: Uh, I don't think that he's interested in fighting anybody that's a champion or deserves an actual title shot anymore. So uh, he didn't want to fight Benavidez. He didn't want to fight Sterling. He didn't want to fight Jan. He didn't want to fight like anybody like that. He wanted to fight Aldo and Dominic Cruz. And I think he was going to try to find Sean Shirk somewhere and fight him. Like anybody who was well removed from, from that picture, he was interested in fighting. So I would be surprised... If he fought anybody off of a win, he's probably going to try to fight Aldo. Even if Aldo loses, he'll come back and try to fight
1: him. So who do BJ Penn? <laughs> there you go. That wouldn't shock me either. Would, yeah. Nothing would surprise me at this point. Uh, Alex, and all, in you all
0: wanna, caps. You want to rank those? Oh, oh, sorry. Oh, Alex. Oh, I'm going to let Alex did. Alex hasn't answered this. I've answered this a million times. Yeah.
3: but <laughs> Okay, I'm going to go Jones. Sahuoto Diaz Masvidal because I can't go back on what I just said. So
0: <laughs> I actually think Masvidal is going to fight first because he was the only he doesn't have a belt like Jones. Sahuoto's retired, and Nate has already gone like years without fighting. So the the track record's there. So I put Masvidal fights first. again, that's not it. He doesn't again, have, he doesn't have a belt.
1: What did I just order a replica version of at UFC.com? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Apologize. Uh, he
0: also has a he has a BMF belt. I guess one of one. So, yeah.
1: what, is, what does
0: BMS stand for? I have no idea. No idea. Uh, brunch Mondays through Friday. Nice. Uh, Jose Dominguez, in your opinion, wait, wait, do wait. this isn't
1: this deserve- is is all caps, so please read it. In like- your
0: opinion, do fighters deserve more than 18% from Jose Dominguez's comments? And he has four question marks. Uh, duh. Sean, agreement? Duh.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of course they do. That's a pretty simple question for me. Yes,
0: they do. Yeah. <laughs> going to shock the world and say no? <laughs>
3: yeah, no. 18%, that's a little high. No, of course they deserve more. I don't like—I don't know how the breakdowns happen, but I know that the fighters deserve to be paid way more than what they're paying. At some point, it just kind of feels disgusting when you watch somebody's head slam against the canvas for $5,000. So, Yeah. Hey, I feel real gross
1: sometimes, is there, is Casey. There, is there any way I could say no and try to justify this? Like, oh. no, because when I watch a UFC, I don't care... Who's in the cage punching each other? I just like the fact that the cage has eight sides. Oh and one times
0: eight equals eight, so you don't like the math right there? Math. Math. So eighty one percent, that's what they deserve, to keep the math in check. John Jones first loss will be to
1: blank. Ooh, Casey, I'll start with you. Uh well, you already lost to Dominic Reyes.
3: I was just gonna say.
1: Oh. <laughs> um but John Jones' first loss will be to uh, – well, he already lost to Matt Hamill. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, first loss, man. His um, first loss will be to Francis Ngannou. That's
0: what I was going to say. Sean?
1: Uh,
2: I'm going to say Ngannou as well. Alex?
1: If
3: he fights Dominic Reyes again, then I think it will be Reyes.
0: I'm going to agree with, oh man. I, I mean, it's Reyes or Ngannou. I think that's the answer. Uh, I think he has a I think he, I think he, I favor. I'd still favor John the rematch with Reyes, but I think fighting Ngannou is bad for your health. So I'm going to say Ngannou. <laughs> Spike Carlisle, that is the crazy man with the red hair and all the abs that Billy Quarantillo lost to. Is he a 50- the one that turned his back in the middle of the
1: fight. Is that, is that a, 50, he's a 55er, right? 50, 50, 50 uh, I don't know off the top of my head. Yeah, 55 or the 55. I would imagine. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, hey guys, we're over an hour. All right, <laughs> so
0: that is a wrap for Whoa, this wait, episode. Wait, wait, wait! One more, right? one more, one more. <laughs> one more? <laughs> Who's next for Wiley? And what are the thoughts? What are and what are their chances against the champ? Who's next? Um, uh <laughs> winner.
3: Um, yeah, I guess. Right.
0: Unless Tatiana just magically heals and they give her the title shot, which I, I know Alex, I was just keep giving <laughs> you a soft because I know Alice.
1: always wants to talk about Tatiana Suarez.
3: I know I miss her so much. I hope I wish her a very speedy recovery.
1: I just feel like Tatiana, love- she just always loses that momentum. She always she has to you know, yeah, just just come back against somebody. <laughs> who's the, who's next?
0: I don't know. That's a good question.
1: She's a like Rose Andrade that's, winner. I mean, that's what I feel, I feel like. Yeah, it
0: is. But I feel like she just destroyed Andrade. So, like, would you want to rematch that? You
1: no, know yeah, but, I, would, I would want to rematch that. I mean, it was overseas, and you know, like we've heard this lots of times from fighters. Like, or I mean, what do you think? Like, someone getting you know, knocked out in what I think she lost in, like thirty seconds. Is that is like that, that a worse loss than losing a fifteen minute decision? I just think, what, you know, what's it, up
0: with. Sorry, what's up with Tatiana Suarez these days? Is she Yeah, we we were just talking her neck so after she beat Nina off in Chicago of la- one year ago. <sighs> Uh, she, re- I, I'm sure you remember that fight. It was very yeah, uncharacteristically dominant. Like she was not as dominant as before. I know Alex doesn't like me calling her this, but a lot of people compared her to a female Habib, uh, where yeah. with just her dominant wrestling, she didn't do any of that. And we asked her about that. She hurt her neck so bad that she couldn't shoot for blast double takedowns. Ooh. Like it was so, and you can't mess around with your neck. Uh, yeah. So, uh, she- I think she's trying to recover there. Cause if not, I can't, I would imagine she would have already fought for the title right off of that win. Uh, so if she, she's not ready to go, uh, and Alex wants – Alex Kaylee wants to let us know. It's Whaley, not Wiley, so apologies. <laughs> uh, Nina's on the shelf because she's giving birth to her and Amanda Babies. Nina. Uh, <laughs> Claudia is coming off that quote-unquote win over Angela Hill. <laughs> Carlos Sparza has a fight coming up, doesn't she? And then mm-hmm. Yang Jong Nong is sitting at 10. Marina Rodriguez is at 9. So, yeah, you're probably right, Casey. You know, winner of Rose – Versus Andrade, I think that's yeah. the fight.
1: Let's talk about the <laughs> bullshit ranking, because everyone had Angela Hill beating Claudia, yet when they did the rankings, they still put Angela Hill behind Claudia, which is the stupidest thing. If you thought the person won and the rankings are completely subjective, what you think. So, why? it's like, nah, everything sucks.
0: How many people <sighs> do they have on that panel now? Like four? <laughs> <Why>?
1: Yeah, things, <laughs> yeah.
0: Like Amanda Rebos has a bit, has a fight against Paige Van Zandt coming up too. Like that's another mm-hmm. big fight in that division. I know Paige. It's the last fight of Paige's uh, contract, so if she's off to greener pastures. That that's another loss. And Alexa Gross is no longer fighting a straw weight. I want to see her fight Marina Rodriguez because that fight is going to be be super violent, but Marina's not ready for that. So yeah, you're right, Casey. Andrade's Rose winner. Simple.
1: All right. Is last that a question. wrap for a no, question? Nope. Last, last question, one more question. Last question. Make
0: this a good one. <laughs> Who's the most flexible on the A-side chat now? Uh, Sean, if you weren't aware, my old <laughs> co-host, Pete Carroll is the most flexible media member in all of sports. He can put his feet behind his head. Yes. Uh, he can uh, – all, all, all our listeners have heard the stories a million times, but in the middle of UC 246 Media Day, we were waiting in line to sh- interview Anthony Pettis, and, and Pete goes – decides that was the appropriate time to let me know that he could put his feet behind his head and did it in the uh, the middle of maybe about 100 reporters. Uh, and we all were just – he was on the ground going, look at this, and he just put his feet behind his head. So in terms of who's the most flexible, I am the most inflexible, so I would assume it's Casey. For those of you – I used to be pretty flexible. I could – like still
2: occasionally when I go to the gym and there's somebody that's in there the first time I'll pull off like something stupid from rubber guard or a Google platter or something. And that's about the extent of it these days. So I, I don't think I'm up there with, with this panel.
1: <laughs> I KG, got you. You're pretty flexible, right? I need, I need, I need a good stretch though. I'm not one of those. I just instantly out of bed flexible. So yeah, it's like, I'm an old man type flexible, but yeah. Alex,
3: I used to be flexible, Mike, Sean, but I started, you know, lifting weights and I wasn't focused on full mobility and I lost a lot of uh, range of motion. So,
0: that's Well, you're all three of you are more flexible than me. What, I'm the most what, inflexible. What do you
1: bench, status? What do you bench?
3: I actually don't bench because I've got a bad elbow from years of tennis. So,
1: <laughs> it. You actually have a tennis elbow. Wow. I actually have
3: a tennis elbow. <laughs> you're, yeah.
1: you're that person. Fun. All right. But is that a wrap? That's is that a wrap. a wrap on the A
0: side? So, Sean, I'll tell you the story with Brian Keller real quick. Uh, we have a fan who is a big fan, Jessica, as you saw, who is very much into crystals. And we've kind of adopted the crystal method, specifically uh, from Jared Cannonier's years of talking about crystals. Uh, Brian Keller is also into crystals. And Jessica gave us a crystal to give to Brian Keller before his fight at UFC 246. After he weighed in, uh, we gave him a tiger's eye crystal, which supposedly magnifies and increases a Monetary wealth and like good fortune one hour later uh, He gets bumped up to the main event of a Conor McGregor card and wins the post fight bonus. So I'm not saying it wasn't the crystal, but it was 100% the tiger's eye crystal So if you want if you're in the business for crystals, Jessica, I know you're watching this Send on some crystals I I
2: mean, I'm just saying like I was like, okay, what are they talking about crystals? Like (laughs) And I Googled it, and I don't know if the same second thing comes up for you guys as me, but it, it ain't wonderful. Did and, and you Google Crystal Crew? I, I just Googled crystals, just crystals like, okay, is that slang for something? I get the feeling you all aren't pushing crystal meth on this show. No. But I, I looked, and the second thing that came up on my Google under C crystals is an amethyst polished crystal phallus.
0: Oh. No, nope, definitely not what we were talking about. Yeah, I, I would hope not. That's what I was talking about. What are Don't you Don't send thinking? me <laughs> those whatsoever.
2: <laughs> do not send those to me.
0: You, you know as well like as to I send do. Me
2: Twenty arc crystal bundle worth sixteen thousand dollars.
0: I do welcome this gift. Well, you know as well as me when you start telling our audiences not to send you something, they're going to send it to you. Wonderful. <laughs> well, Jessica Crystal Crew right there. He says, "Boom!" So if you get a bag of crystals in the mail. That's Jessica right there. Or she hits you up for crystals. But anyway, that is the end of this episode of this special Friday edition of the A-Side. I was so happy to finally have Sean on the show. And, of course, Sean, as the guest of honor, the floor is yours to plug whatever you want to say.
2: Uh, Thank you guys so much for having me. Fightful.com. We cover pro wrestling, MMA, and boxing. We specialize in pro wrestling. Uh, We've been breaking probably more news than any other wrestling website out there right now. We have a great podcast network. And if you want to support what we do, FightfulSelect.com is our premium service. Right now it's Patreon-based. It will be moving on-site very soon. But go over there to get some uh, reputable news in a wrestling business that isn't always so reputable. There's there's some wild stuff that's going on right now, but uh, we're doing our best to bring you all accurate news. So
0: uh, give it a go. You you guys have a a big group of writers on your site, like freelance writers and stuff. Fairly, we we had stepped away from freelance
2: for a while, but we've actually been doing pretty well lately, and we have a few more joining. We actually had three new faces join our site this week, but uh, yeah, we're we're uh, we got a pretty expanded roster, so to speak, of full time people, and I'm trying to integrate more freelancers into that as well. But so on the podcast side, we have tons
0: of freelancers. So for all of the people that always message me asking, where can I go to learn writing and stuff like that? Just ask Sean. He knows. Yeah, oh, yeah.
2: Just ask, just ask me. That's, that's what I live to do.
0: There you go. I'm sure you get those emails. All You probably get more than me uh, about what people want to write about professional wrestling.
2: I, I get it a lot. But my, my advice is just create content. Even if you don't yes. have an outlet, create an outlet. That way you have something. Do reviews. Do columns. Do live results do podcasts, whether it be audio and video, do video editing, step out and try to do some photography. The more versatile you are, the more likely you are to get hired. Because If you can excel or even be decent at a lot of things, you'll be trusted with those roles and have a lot more opportunities.
0: Well said, that is a much better way of phrasing what I was trying to say. Uh, (laughs) Alex, anything you wanna say before we sign off? I know you hate doing these, but I gave you a chance to listen to Sean and prepare this time.
3: (laughs) If any of our listeners out there uh, work at a car dealership, I'm looking for a great deal. Southern California, hit me up. <laughs> there
0: you go. That's the what. Use your use your platform for real life things. Casey, anything <laughs> you want to add, or you want to answer Alex's question?
1: <laughs> no, I, I'm not. I don't know shit about cars. I'm. Not, I, don't know I just like I, I turn the car on. If it doesn't start, I have to buy a new one. That's all I know. <laughs>
0: there you go. Well, anyway, that's it for this episode of The A-Side. I'm sure we're going to have a preview show. I know Mike has a special guest. Do we know who that is yet? Casey? It will
1: be Lionheart Anthony Smith. And there well, you go. Boom. So... S-
0: stick around supposedly he has a fight coming up maybe he'll talk about it but uh anthony smith and mike can do an awesome preview show for UFC on espn 11 uh the entire crew will be back tomorrow for the fights i'm sure we'll do a post-fight show via the same format that we've been doing except i just won't be there on site uh then of course stick around for all of our post-fight stuff and pre-fight stuff tomorrow and it's next week but for jose that's Alex. That's Casey. Thank you so much, Sean. I'm sure you'll be back on, and maybe even you'll get on between the links, uh, Mike Hex, uh, around the horn type show. And you can lose yeah. to me, the undefeated Aww. champion. So uh, undefeated on. and undisputed. Let's not forget that. But we'll see you next Wednesday.
3: <laughs> You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.